what is up everyone welcome to another lure lab episode on this fine saturday morning as most of you are probably driving to the boat ramp while listening to this and uh we are here with bailey and adam again from the serious angler network i love this trifecta thing that we have going on with this it's really opening up a lot of details about baits that a lot of people might even overlook and i think that's like the fine point of this episode this week but what is going on guys not much man i, I i'm loving this show so far because it's making us just really talk about the juice yeah. whereas like on business from the bass bow and serious angler or other shows on this network we kind of like go on a lot of tangents and this is actually kind of fun and it's challenging because yeah. it's keeping us to like yeah. stick to the juice not yeah. talking about stories but yeah. it's we fun. definitely have a little side tangents that go with it but it's all relevant and it's awesome yeah. so Absolutely, yeah. man. Excited for these and weather's cooling down. Great techniques we're oh, talking about. Perfect fall baits. And I think this is going to be one that hits home for a lot of people today. So let's dive right into it, right? Today we are chatting finesse swim baiting and all the minute details that are often overlooked when it comes to finesse swim baiting. So let's dive right in. And guys, what is your favorite swim bait to throw when it's the fall? Bait fish is little fish seem to be a little funky what is it first uh adam yeah man i i keep it very simple when it comes to swim baits um i'm either going with your traditional kitech and i'll i'll generally go more of a kitech uh on a finesse swim bait situation i want something that's going to be um can have some scent involved and um swims properly i'm a three three guy that's my favorite size when it comes to kitech another option is the Kitech Easy Shiner. I like that thing a lot mm -hmm. as well. It's got a real thin tail. It's not quite as fat. Like this is just the fat 3.3 here. Um, those are pretty much, I am going to 95% of the time say I, I'm throwing those two. Heck yeah. I like it. How about you, Bailey? Yeah, I'll be now. I'm going to reiterate what Deacon said. A lot of my time is, you know, I'm not throwing Kitechs as much. Um, I'm kind of a bum when it comes to finesse swim baits. Well, even though it's one I throw a lot. Um, but I throw a rage swimmer, the three and a quarter, kind of just reiterate that same size that Deacon was talking about. Um, are we talking swim baits? Or are we going into full heads? We're, we're just talking swim baits right swim now. Baits, and then, okay. yeah, then we're going to dive into heads and why they work with the swim baits. Yeah. So to add on to that, something that's kind of unique, something that we've been playing around with, I wanted to try to expand our horizon on this thing is, uh, when I'll show, I won't show the head just yet, but, uh, the, the swim bait is a cast swim bait uh and it's got a super interesting tail triangles kind of almost like a uh what would you call it like a um like a mag draft looking side like shaped tail to it what's cool about it you can see on this belly here if i can get this camera to focus oh i can see it there you can see that knocks i'll push it out which is actually kind of creepy uh <laughs> it's got a rattle inside the head so something that's kind of unique with that little swim bait yeah, one thing I do like about the cast, and I'll kind of go forward, there's a little minute technique. I keep saying minute, but um, like a lot of people down south will stroke a football jig. That's something that you can do with a finesse swim bait if you're fishing over like gravel beds and like that 10 to 15 foot of water on a spinning rod. You can almost stroke and hop it. And with that rattle, when you pop it, it's going to rattle as it shimmies up. And then when it hits the bottom, it's going to rattle again. So it's just a secondary action that is a lot of times overlooked. I use four finesse swim baits in my lineup. 
I love the Kitek when the water's below 45 degrees. One of my favorite, like, high running baits is going to be a Mega Bass Spark Shad. They're not very durable, but they just get bit. If I'm targeting single fish that are chasing bait fish around, I almost always go with a three inch Spark Shad. Um, Kitek Cast Prodigy three inch 4.2. And then the Rage Swimmer, if I'm just. If I'm going through numbers and numbers of fish, I'll go to a rage swimmer if that water's like 45 to 55 degrees. There's a common theme here, though. Everything is right around that three inch. So 2.8 to three and a half is where I really like to be. Yeah, I think that's just the majority population of bait fish. It seems yeah. to get bit, you can throw it far. Like that's, yeah, that's the go to. So uh, we're talking off air about heads, and there's thousands of different type of swim bait heads out there right what are your guys's go-to swim bait heads for finesse swim baiting yeah um 95 of the time same thing man i keep it pretty simple with a lot of my tackle and especially when we're talking these bread and butter techniques um to me i I'm just just new for this year guys came out at icast the live sonar tungsten jig head by queen tackle phenomenal um, this thing is awesome. One of my favorite techniques for forward facing sonar is a single swim bait. It is so deadly and is a great way to catch a single fish on forward facing sonar. And that tungsten shows up so much better. That is a real thing. Shows up way brighter on your, on your, um, forward facing sonar. One thing I also really, really like about this head, I'll try and show it off there. On a lot of lead heads, right, because they're trying to keep the ball head small, they add a lot of weight further back. To the collar, yeah. Yep. And when you're dealing with real small swim baits, two eights, and again, um, your Kitek Easy Shiners where it's not as round, or it's not as much material forward, it can be a struggle to rig it perfectly on there. This is so thin, you can get it right to the nose with a really small, thin bait. There, There's your difference with Andy there. Um and basically that's what i really like about this it also has all that weight forward and complete side tangent here compared to the finesse swim baiting but this also obviously is great for Demikian and all that kind of other stuff because all that weight's on that head and it can uh, it can drop perfectly so that is uh that is um my go-to when it comes to kind of your higher end tungsten stuff secondary fantastic option i love the uh, gamagatsu ball head jigs they are um just your standard lead head jig with a fantastic hook in them. The three out size, anywhere from a three sixteenths up to your three eighths size. That's where uh, the the sweet zone is for me with ball head jigs. Heck yeah, great choices, Bailey. Yeah, so kind of in addition to Deacon talking about the gammy, uh, I like to go for the owner. This is actually an owner ultra head football head. Uh, it's obviously got the wider front, the football uh, shaped head on the front. Uh, super laser sharp hook on the back, your light wire uh, being that we're going to get into gear in a little bit. And that'll be why I like to throw more of that lighter wire style, especially when it gets colder. Um, but this is one, honestly, I don't throw ball heads too much unless, you know, we talked about in our a rig show uh, the first show we did on this, uh, on the lure lab, but the, for football heads, when I'm throwing just a single swimmer, I throw a football head almost exclusively. And are you dragging, even if it's up in the water column? Even when it's up, and especially around grass. One thing I thought was kind of interesting was hmm. it seems to, like, rock a little bit more, especially when going around grass. It's a beautiful grass. list. Yeah, being that the head's wider than the, the body of the swim bait, 
It allows that head to rock a little bit, especially with that tail kicking. And it actually kind of comes around grass. Interesting. I kind of notice when I can get it in around grass and I pop it, it's kind of almost like that trap bite, you know, or a crankbait where if you pop it out of grass, that's when you get elicit that strike. It's kind of almost the same thing, especially when the water temperatures are super cold. But for me, swim baiting is I, I, one of my favorite bites and I, people think I'm crazy for this favorite bites in the world with a football a finesse uh, swim bait and a football head is finding rock and counting rocks, just slowly letting it just ding, 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 ding and letting that thing do its thing. Cause like people think that that's how you, you'll catch fish like it, but they're like, Oh, you won't catch any big ones doing that. That will catch you some giants, especially with that small swim bait. I'm just, a, I'm a big fan of the football head. Yeah, especially when that water's really cold too. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great way to really slow down and catch them. And that, and the football head is such a great point too with the list. And that's something that is very overlooked. It's that secondary action. So like in a rage tail when the water gets colder, having a football head on it allows you to fish a rage swimmer longer. Because the football head is going to give you that extra list and it's going to help that tail start up a little quicker so you can actually go that route. So for me, that we're talking heads, I'm a football head guy. I pour, you know, do it molds. We've talked about it on the Series Angler channel a lot. I've been recently pouring all of my own jig heads, round heads, football heads, three different hooks. 5313, 604, and a 5318 if you want to get super, super light wire swim bait hook. But usually it's a Gami 604, 5313 football head. Or I really actually like if I'm swimming something up in a water column, I use this for an A rig, but I love throwing a finesse swim bait with a thicker gauge hook on like a seven foot medium action bait caster with a six three to one reel with like eight or 10 pound test. I just feel like if I'm swimming that bait higher in the column, when they eat it, I can give them the business a little bit better with that thicker gauge hook and just grind them in instead of just like fairy wanding my way around with a fish. Sure. So, like my fairy one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just for what if I'm swimming up in the water column, if I want to count rocks like Bailey was talking about, I will throw it on a spinning rod. But if I want it up in the water column, like halfway to subsurface, bait caster, eight to ten pound test with a manic mullet style jig head, or another like one that I really, really like is the Dirty Jigs Matt Allen. Matt Allen from Tactical Bass and his jig head. That thing has a wider, thicker gauge mustad hook on it that is just absolutely insane. I might actually have some here for you. Yeah, there. I thing, have them on my boat. <laughs> one thing I think we need, we should add here, and it's pretty specific. This technique could be used around, you know, or everywhere in the country, I think, and all times of year. You're going to get bit oh. on this. 100 percent. it's just not a fall bait like wherever that water is from you say it's not a fall bait no yeah, he, it's, not, it's not just it's a just fall like, bait oh okay you i was can, like wait you <laughs> can <laughs> use it at any time it works in the dead of winter it works spring post-spawn you can catch fish around beds on it if you use the right color the right size bait the right head mm-hmm. all through summer like it's you just have to vary your size yeah so and what bait. i'm gonna what i'm gonna add to this we've uh, there's one head as we're talking i'm like we are not doing this segment justice if we don't talk about this head 
when things get really tough, even in the summer, and I know fish around, and they're especially eating bait fish, the Mega Bass Okashira head. That thing's wild. That thing yeah. is kind of like a little paddle tail with the, basically your your spy bait and a paddle tail combined. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling for a bite, throw this sucker, keep it up in the water column, and just creep it. Hot tip real fast with the Okashira head. Make sure you are upwind and casting with the wind. Oh, my gosh. That thing is, <laughs> why, do, why do they make it? It only goes up to an eighth. And I think that's to, to have their technique be up high in that water column. But yeah. it's frustrating to me that it's so light. You, you try to throw that thing into the wind, you can hear it go <laughs> splat like 30 feet from the boat because it just goes nowhere. But if you throw it with I, the I, wind, you it, can throw it 150 feet. Like It just goes with a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> and and then with like all these heads too, I think one thing, one thing to preface is the importance of super glue. Super glue is your best friend. Yes. Oh, Super glue that sucker to that head. So, yeah. So, minute details, right? When do we throw specific colors? Oh, man. You know, you're talking to the wrong guy. I'm pretty I'm pretty easy to go. Uh, Color-wise, man, I'm going to go uh, pretty natural ghost minnow type a lot of the time. I will go white. And then uh, your traditional shad colors, um, I, I, I stay pretty natural swim baiting. Um, there are times where I seem to get bit pretty good on a chartreuse swim bait when there's some chartreuse involved time of the year. I would say that's more of the springtime when I'm doing that, when fish are getting kind of aggressive, that pre-spawn time frame. Um, but other than that, man, I, I keep it simple with swim bait stuff, color wise, everything, just because it's such a natural technique. It's a bite getter. It's similar. Uh, when, when I think of a bite getter that catches a lot of fish, it's generally techniques that have a small bait. That is very natural, and that's how I try and keep my swim bait. Oh, that's good. So, Bailey? Yeah, I mean, finesse swim bait, for the most part, like to Deacon's point too, like there's not a lot you really have to change for the most part because that bait is so small profile that if they're not getting it, I mean, good luck. Uh, Like it's just so small. Chartreuse in the tail sometimes. I do that. Yeah. I'll say say to add on that, to add on the tail, Deacon, too, something I'll do, especially if it's up in the water column and it's super like clear water, taking chartreuse to that belly like right under the hook, that can be another one you can try too, especially if you're targeting smallmouth. I haven't really noticed much of a difference yet with largemouth. Um, but for me, in terms of just things I might mod with or colors, um, right there with Deacon, where ghost minnow or white, uh, I will on some of our inland lakes uh, go to like a perch color, um, especially if there's, you know, there's no gobies or anything like that. But for the most part, if you get a ghost minnow or a white, you cannot go, you're going to catch fish with those colors. Yeah. And and I'm not going to argue the point. And the whole thing that I was trying to get to is like cloud cover to sunny days. And I should have prefaced that because when you're finesse swim baiting, it's always natural colors, right? Always natural colors. It's just, there's there's tiny details that you can do to change going to like a pure pearl to something translucent based on the cloud conditions and the weather conditions. If it's, pouring downpouring rain and it's dark out that might be a great time to go with like a darker colored bait like a smallmouth magic or complete opposite in the pearl albino and then when it's bright sunny slick calm that's when you're going to go to your more flecky sparkly translucent baits like a rainbow shad type deal something that's a little bit more translucent the fish can track really well because it's slick calm and clear so- i hate baits with fleck i like it flat <laughs> 
I don't know why. Cloud cover, I'm throwing Ghost Minnow. Clear, I'm throwing Ghost Minnow. Like I'm just I cloud cover, you throw Ghost Minnow too. That's yeah. everything. Everything's Ghost Minnow <laughs> for you. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen I Bailey's box when he's come out a rig fishing with me, and it's literally like ghost seventeen minnows. Ghost Minnows and one pearl and maybe one chartreuse. The That's pearl, it. yeah, because those are my middle swim baits. That's all <laughs> the good part. He's like, I only need one back. <laughs> yeah. What one question I do have for you guys, especially because you guys drag your swim baits more on the bottom. Um, especially with that football head situation. There was a guy uh, around here that has done very, very well on a green pumpkin swim bait doing that exact thing. I mean, just... Do you have sculping in your water or darters? Man, maybe... I think it's more of a crawdad imitation. That was my first reaction was like, okay, this little green pumpkin swim bait just kind of going on the bottom, but... um, no, not to my knowledge, either of those, but it's just, just something goofy that maybe someone that's my only thought on color that I don't really do, but I've heard of that, uh, that doing very well. What about perch? We got some perch. So I would look at the perch at the time of the year he's catching them. They're really dark and olive. That could be why they're getting bit on that. And if you have a lot of perch schools on the very bottom of the lake, that would be another reason why they're, they're basically feeding down at that point. Sure. Makes so, sense. yeah, that's what I would look at. So setups. Uh, what are you guys doing that? What are you throwing your finesse swim baits on? Yeah, majority of the time I'm going on a spinning rod, um, something like a seven, seven three, uh, seven six. Even I like I like kind of having that length to be able to, especially when I'm bombing uh, a swim bait out. Um, medium with a fast tip, pretty simple when it comes to a spinning rod situation. Um, I'm gonna go braid to fluorocarbon every time generally a 10 to 12 pound braid, maybe up to 15 most of the time, 10 to 12, probably, uh, with a eight pound, I stay pretty consistent with an eight pound leader there. Sometimes I'll drop it down to six, but the majority of the time I'm worried about that thing bouncing on rocks. I'm, I'm fishing it pretty slow, that kind of a situation. And, um, yeah, I'm going eight pound leader and gosh, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going sounds spin. just like Bailey's. <laughs> yeah. I will go casting a, a little bit, but not on this finesse small swim bait stuff we're talking. I can I'll do that on a casting rod, especially when we get talking quarter and above. Weight can get away with that, but uh most of the time I'm a spinning rod guy when it comes to finesse swim baits. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna have a bigger swim bait slash then get to like big, big swim bait type of deal uh down the road. But uh I'm the same way, spinning rod all the way. I'm throwing a seven six medium fast. I like that long rod, just especially when you're bombing that sucker, just helps pin them, especially at a long distance. A lot of time in the fall, especially when they're feeding up, um, that longer rod's great because you, you cast, you're not paying attention, you feel it through the braid, you know, you get hit on the way down, reeling in. All you got to do is reel at that rod because that that seven six, the parabolic, it's just going to pin those fish. You don't really have to have to set the hook very much. Um, and I'm going same thing with Deacon, 10, 12 pound braid, eight pound fluorocarbon. Uh, but one thing I actually have been using, um, I just came out with a new one, uh, is an Abu Garcia winch spinning reel, which is a four, eight to one. Ooh. So it's kind of, you can almost uh-huh. don't have to go super, super slow to creep it. You can kind of just keep it like this and you can still count rocks. Um, That's cool. It, yeah. It, it's super intriguing. Uh, it's one that I'm playing around with. I don't know if I like it yet, especially with small say, mouth. What if you have a fish that runs right at you? Kind of. Then you're just going to. You're getting a workout, well, so that's, that's <laughs> where a longer rod comes in handy, though, because if the fish is running it, you can just lean. But in a kayak that's hard, 
because you can't really go backwards much with the, where a boat, you can kind of kick the trolling motor and turn the boat to keep pressure. Hey, you kick the trolling motor, I'll kick my pedals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So um, my spinning setup is basically the same, 10, 12-pound braid, 7-foot-2 spinning rod, 8-pound gamma fluorocarbon leader because gamma is unbreakable. But I will throw, like I said, a finesse swim bait on a bait caster, so that's where we're going to be a little bit different. I do throw it either on a seven foot medium action. So from Alpha Angler, it's the top hammer because mm-hmm. it's got parabolic bend to it, 10 or 12 pound fluorocarbon, straight fluoro, or I'll throw it on the seven foot five Alpha Angler clutch to get a little bit longer distance casting. Always 10 or 12 pound fluoro, quarter or eighth ounce head. But the big game changer for me is I use an MGL reel by Shimano. So I can really absolutely bomb it in seven to two so i have the speed to catch up to them when they eat it and run at me but it's also slow enough to where i can really slowly crawl it if i had to slow down so those that is my main difference is i love power fishing a finesse swim bait and i like using a thicker hook so i can really just hit them and grind them in because i find a lot of times when i'm throwing a spinning rod they'll jump and spit it because i just can't catch up to them or i don't have enough leverage yeah so, see that's my thing man like you don't I, lose fish but i lose a ton never. on a spinning rod so like well and that's where i'm saying like and deacon made a great point in our last episode the fact that everybody will find their own comfort zone when it comes to fishing techniques and do what you are confident and comfortable in and that's why I wanted to throw it out there that I throw it on baitcasting gear because it is different and it shows that we all don't have to be the same in order to fish a technique properly. It's just whatever you have confidence in. But any other little tips here before we end this one up, boys? I think we covered it. Awesome. Well, once again, everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Lure Lab here on the Serious Angler Network. Um Say, you know, we talk finesse swim baiting. And if you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment down below of what your favorite finesse swim bait is. Rod reel combo. If you use spinning rods or bait casting gear, we love to hear it. And then if you're listening on MP3, please leave a review. Maybe if you really like this episode, throw in there a reason why. And if next Saturday as you're driving to the boat ramp, we will uh, catch you then. And for now, everybody have a great day. <laughs>